They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menswar. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling round the bench. Shine, seen the sunshine since the sun? I don't know when. What? But I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. Where's the soap? And time keeps dragging on and on and on. But that train keeps rolling on down the sand. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> what happened to you? You full on laid out. I did. <laughs> you were gone. You abandoned me. I'm making inappropriate jokes during the song. Great. Paulus is going to love that. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. It's your favorite podcast, Thoughts That Rock. We exchange a couple pieces of life-changing advice. You take it and thank us and give us a five-star review. That's how we do it around here. It is, yeah. Nothing like cramming it right down their throat, I guess. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what we do. We are excited about today's show because yes. uh, today, yeah. I'm very excited, it's sponsored by State Farm. Yes. State Farm? <laughs> That's right. Is Jake here? Well, I'm telling you, if you're looking for some auto or life or home insurance... <laughs> They do great. His khakis. They do great with bundles. You need auto insurance, at least in the U.S. It's against the law without you having it. So do me a favor. Call State Farm. Ask for Jake. Ask him what he's wearing. They're amazing. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Listen, obviously, this podcast is amazing. It's amazing. And you're like, how did I? How was I a good leader prior to Thoughts That Rock? I don't know the answer to that, but if you want a fully customized experience, you would love Certified Rockstar. It's pretty much like this, it but is. in person. You can look us in the eye while we laugh and cry at the same time. That's right. I give you inspiration and motivation. And I give you a bunch of theoretical nuts and bolts type stuff That's that right. you may or may not use. You put them together... And it's amazing. Some of the best mediocrity you're ever going to get. I mean, crazy. And listen, at $100,000 for a half day, it's still a bargain. But we're running a special. If you want to check out where that's at, it's certifiedrockstar.com. Yeah, and listen, if you like the show, or even if you don't, you know, you're a friend of ours, do us a favor. Do it. Give us a five-star rating and a review. I am not. I'm not screaming at you like Brant is. I'm begging you. I'm just saying, listen, you do stuff like that. It helps grow the show. It puts a spotlight on the show. And that allows us to give a little bit more to our awesome philanthropic partners who are Cannonball Kids Cancer. Mm -hmm. We help them in their fight for finding treatment options for kids who've run out of options. They're amazing. Check them out. CannonballKidsCancer.com. Org. And listen, we know how busy you are. I bet you Super life busy. is coming at you at 101 miles an hour. Zero. I added an extra mile an hour. I mean, yes. you're probably super busy these days. I Grabbing am. just a moment to step away, get a little bit of a mm. leadership nugget. Taste Those are hard to come by, which is why it doesn't really matter what you're doing nope. right now. You could be, I don't know, licking stamps. Maybe you're taking a long, hot bubble bath. Ugh. 
Ow, that's hot. Or you're picturing yourself on a boat or a river with tangerine trees and marmalade skies. I'm on a boat, mother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we'll edit that as best we can. We're just happy to be the 30 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Listen up. Oh, man, our guest today is a great longtime friend of mine, John Paulus, who is the president of DiscoverLink, which is a full-service training solution, mostly, I would say, technology, but uh, John, you can correct me, but really focused in the hospitality industry, supporting over 350 restaurant brands. First off, John, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate uh, you giving me this opportunity to to talk with you. Oh, no, it's our, it's our pleasure. And, and did I, uh, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the things you do, but your, your company, would you say it is mostly technology or would you say you also are doing some other solutions? So we're, we're a combination of, of technology, uh, but we're a, a full service e-learning solution. We do that with our, our learning management system, but we also have a library of content that we built specifically for the restaurant industry. Uh, the restaurant industry is the industry that we know and love and the mm-hmm. only industry that we work in. So everything we do is is really built around helping um, organizations within the within the the hospitality industry um, deliver um, good high value uh, training to their to their units. Yeah, and and I know I mean everybody who works with you has just fallen madly in love with DiscoverLink. I know you help, you know, a litany of clients with their biggest challenges. And again, if you're interested, uh, you know, in talking to the audience here, anybody who wants to find out more information about DiscoverLink, obviously we're going to put a ton of that information in the show notes, but specifically John your bio as well just so that people can get to know you a little bit more. I know that you were the VP of Sales at uh, the, the NRA and we have to Make sure we say the National Restaurant Association, not the Rifle Association. Yes. Yes. You know, buns, buns, not not guns. guns, However you want to look at it. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Um, And obviously, I've known you for, I want to say, over 20 years just as a member and uh, and just a fantastic sponsor at Chart. Again, we we tend to talk about them quite a bit, the Council of Hotel and Restaurant Trainers. And, uh, man, you're just, uh, you're salt of the earth. You and your wife, Cindy, are just fantastic and everybody on your team. So, again, just a a second welcome, you know, for being on the show and taking some time. We appreciate it. Thank you. You got it. So, listen, I I think you know from listening to a couple of the episodes, we do things a little bit different here on the uh, podcast. We're not doing the uh, traditional interview where we'll go into – your entire background and learn everything about you again that's what the show notes are for we really want to know your best piece of advice and so you know we're going to leave the floor to you brother what is your thought that rocks thoughts that rock number one so my thought that rocks is when you find your passion share it Hmm. yeah okay tell us more about that hit us with it yeah yeah, so, you know, I know a lot of people talk about finding your passion and figuring out a way to, 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 to earn a living doing it, and Lord knows I'm living that every day. Um, and I'm, you know, very passionate about my organization, um, the, the employees that work here and our, our customers, and the industry that we service. But I, I like to take it one step fur- further uh, when I find something that I love, uh, nothing gives me greater pr- pleasure than sharing it with others. Yeah. Uh, so 
I, I, I like to say what good is having a passion if you don't want to share it. It's true. It's true. I think it's a, it's a, got to be a mindset thing, right? Where it's not just about, you know, listen, we're, we're in the world of iPhone, iPod, iPad, I, 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 um, very self-serving. So this is sort of a, a counter-cultural thing that goes on right now where you're, you're trying to make sure that it, you're, you're taking people along for the ride, um, on your sort of road to success. Is that sort of how you'd look at it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I feel like, uh, I'm, I'm pretty lucky to, uh, to, to be a part of Discover Link and what we do, but there's a lot of other things that are a part of me that I always want to share. And I'm, I'm lucky that I have uh, a few of my passions that actually tie back into the industry and I get to share those with, um, my, my customers and, uh, other people within the industry. Like what? Like what, what are some of those other passions? So a, a good example of that would be Chart, and I know we talked a little bit about it. And uh, for those that don't know, Chart is the Council of Hotel and Restaurant Trainers, and it's, and it's an organization that's centered around the development of uh, trainers in the hospitality industry. I know, Jim, I believe you're a lifetime member now. Mm-hmm. I am. Yep. Which which means you're. I don't have um, to pay wise. anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was there, there's other benefits too. <laughs> I'm sure there are some other benefits. <laughs> but I I was lucky enough to get involved with Chart um, back in 2001 when I was with the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. Uh, I remember walking into Mary Adolph's office and there was this whiteboard with all these organizations that. Um, the NRAF uh, sponsored, and she said to me, hey, you know, Chart, what is this group? We need to have somebody go there and find out if this is an organization that we should be supporting. And so in in 2001, it was uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. I went to my first Chart conference Mm -hmm. and um, had an opportunity to really understand uh, what the organization was about, um, not only from you know, a potential opportunity for the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. But, uh, you know, for, for me personally, and uh, it was my uh, first opportunity to meet the group. I could I can tell you I was a little taken aback uh, <laughs> because if you were to do a disc, disc assessment of the group, there's a lot of D's and I's in the room and a lot of people wanting to get on stage, and I'm not that kind of person. And so I was it, was, it was one of those, those things that was, uh, was a little crazy to me, but I realized very quickly that this, this group had a, a real important place within our industry, yeah. um, that it was a great opportunity for um, the NRAF to get involved and, and be a part and continue to support this group. Um, and, uh, you know, ultimately I've, you know, now been a member for 18 years uh, I've been to, I think this will be my 38th consecutive conference. So I've gone to every conference every year since I've joined them. Um, and I've learned from this group that really um, what you put into it is what you get out of it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, in, it's in, in, an interesting dynamic because um, I'm, I didn't come from a trainer background. So all of the people that are members of Chart are you know, came from the trainer community, just like you, Jim. And I was allowed to become a member because of my affiliation with the NREF. And 
uh, I felt like that was a special honor that I really needed to take advantage of and um, and continue to try to do to this day. Yeah. Man, this episode is not only sponsored by Chart. I mean, it's just, it's one of these things where I know that you have been so, not only just a, a great sponsor of the organization, you're very supportive, the, the time that you guys give, the credit that you give to others. And and now you look at, I, I think, the, the cachet of brands that you have, the, the the sheer numbers, and many of those I'm sure you got out of the Chart organization. It's just it goes back to the, you know, what you put into it and you physically putting in money, putting in time has reaped rewards for you. And people get to know you, they get to know Cindy, they get to know your people. You guys have a heart and you've got this intent of, I just want to make your world better. People really do appreciate that versus, you know, you're, you're getting, um, as Ron tight would say, pitch slapped, yes. you know, you're getting pitched all the time with, you know, I, I can make your world better, but at this fee and people are looking, you know, what's the most that I can extract from you from a dollar amount? You guys, to me, at least for, as an outsider, I've never I've never had an opportunity to use the services, but you guys don't uh, appear to do that at all. And for me, it is about your passion. Yeah, and it's 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 our ability to learn what are the challenges that, you know, that organizations are facing out there. What are the things that people are talking about? What are the key um, initiatives that people are moving forward and how can we continue to evolve our products and services to help them with that. And if you go into it with that context, it really, um, you really can get a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. So it would, I mean, it would seem to me that you're, you're really one of the rare people who have been able to align who they are with what they do. Thank you. Um, and, uh, for, you know, I, I would assume just even from listening to sort of your, how you got involved with chart, even though you weren't in that area, um, per se, it still has allowed you to almost grow that particular part of your life. Um, which is, which is just enriched, not, not only your experience, but everybody else's along the way. What, what would your advice be to, to somebody who doesn't have that alignment between who they are and what they do? So, you know, I would say, are you, are you talking from a chart perspective or just I, I think in life in general? Just life in general. I mm -hmm. think there are too many people uh, stuck in shitty jobs that they hate and they don't want to go to work every day. So what, what would be, I mean, you've been able to sort of align this, who you are, this passion that you have inside of you with what you do so that you feel that fulfillment on a daily basis. And it, and it has been, you know, a real blessing for you in your life. But, but what about those people who are struggling because they're not actually doing something that aligns with their passion. I would, I would say to them that they, they need to start to um, break out and try to see if they can find their passion within what they do, or they need to start to look at, at other places where they can go and allow them to, to do that. It, it is, it is a difficult life when you're, um, stuck doing things that you don't like doing, yeah. um, that you don't have passion behind or purpose behind. And really, um, you know, from a, from a, a personal perspective, um, I, I can't, I could never see myself, um, actually, um, being able to do that for, for, for a long period of time. So, you know, really, um, finding a way to, to break out and, and ultimately try new things as well. Um, you never know where your passion is going to come from. When I went to chart the first time, 
I had no clue that this was going to be um, something that became um, something that was so important to me. Yeah. Um, and so you, if you don't do it, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the story of you and I. I yep. mean, if you think about the speaking that we now get a chance to do, or I just think about the passion of all the things that we work on. We want to, we want to positively impact and influence other people's lives. And so for us, you know, we need some big stages. Like we like speaking and writing and now podcasting. The more that you can reach, I mean, this is the whole reason when you have that singular passion, the commitment that comes out of you versus working on the daily slog, you know, the, the singular company that has a lot of responsibilities, no matter how cool the brand is. I love the brand that I work for. I loved it, but I needed a lot of voice. I wanted yeah. to be able to take the one sliver that I was really passionate, really good at, and just focus on that. Like for you, I know you yep. like your passion about sound effects and bonsai trees and whatever else you're into. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm Daniel's son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the story of, of anybody who, who ultimately jumps ship from doing the day-to-day of, you know, even if it's a great opportunity, they either want to get into entrepreneurship or start their own business. But whatever it is to follow their passion um, and even John, I know you're you're a fan of wine. You know that's another thing that that I you know you tend to hear you talk about. Yeah, I am a a big lover of wine. It uh, it is um, one of my um, truly big passions right now, and I I love the opportunity to go out and 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 share um, the stories. I, I always say to people. Uh, behind every bottle of wine, there's a story, and and because I've had this opportunity to to learn a lot and um, have an opportunity to go to Napa and speak to a lot of people, and and over a period of time, gain a knowledge, a lot of knowledge. I love to take the time um, to share that with people, mm-hmm. um, and and get them to learn a little bit more about um, you know wine, just not as a spirit, but as as uh, an, an item that really brings people together. Yeah. So I love this and this really lends itself to a perfect transition to our thoughts. Um, so, you know, our thought this week, uh, comes from Bill Shakespeare, as we like to say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> our, our thought is this. Rock number two. Don't waste your love on somebody who doesn't value it. Now, let's let's look at these two instances because let's take wine. If you love wine, John, you're you you've got a passion for wine, but let's say you're going to share it with someone who does not like wine at all. They don't drink it, they can't stand it. It's not their cup of tea. They're a hard liquor bourbon, you know, whiskey type of person and that's mm-hmm. really what they like. Um, you could share all of your passion to your blue in the face, but it's not going to have the type of impact of someone who would truly appreciate it. That has that sort of, uh, alignment in passion that you do, but let's, let's roll that back. It's easy to understand with wine. If you don't like wine, you're not going to try to tell somebody how great wine is because they're not going to listen to you, but let's, let's roll that back into the, into the business world. Um, when it comes to our passion, how do you decide or, or when you face or you find somebody that doesn't share that same passion that you do, do you still share it with them or do you, how do you navigate that? If someone isn't going to appreciate your passion for incredible customer service, what's the solution in that scenario? 
um, they shouldn't be our customer. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, um, no, but that's and, that uh, is a valuable. <laughs> but that is part. Is that not part of it? That's part of the conversation, right? Maybe they're in the wrong. It, maybe it, they're in the wrong really industry. Is. That's yeah, just it. and I, you know, from 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 my perspective, you you look at, um, you know, as, as you have conversations with people, you understand that everybody isn't on the same plane or interested in understanding what your passions are. But, you know, my thought is, how do I have a conversation to better understand what are their passions and how do I equate that back to what is important to me, my organization, um, our products, our services? Uh, I, I think that you can always find common ground and you can understand those things. Trying to beat somebody over the head and tell them why um, this isn't this should be important to them is, is, is really um not the way to go. Ultimately, you've got to be able to define those common grounds. And, and they're there and they're out there. You brought up the example of bourbon. And I will tell you a story. I know you guys know John Kelly from, oh, from yeah. White Castle. And he's totally into the whole bourbon scotch thing. And um, he wanted to share with me what he was learning from that perspective. I wanted to share with him what we were doing from a wine perspective. And we sat there and had, I think it was a three-hour dinner. I can't really remember because we started out with flights of scotch and bourbon and then went to flights of wine. But we started to talk about the commonality of, 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 of the production of wine and bourbon and realized there was a lot of connections and, yeah. and things that he was learning on his side were were some of the same things that that I was learning on my side, and it was really neat to kind of bring those two together and and find that commonality. So this is where I, I love that story because I think this is maybe where I would disagree with Brian a little bit. I think what you did is you valued somebody else's interests, and you guys were able to meet somewhere in the middle. You seek out their interests, their hot buttons, what they might like, and along the way, you might. I'm not going to say you're going to convert somebody into really liking your passion. I, I would still share it. I still think that exudes confidence. I think people like people that are knowledgeable about stuff. And at least, you know, maybe I'm putting it in the speaker world. If I was sitting there and watching somebody who was passionate about something, I would still probably pay attention to it, even if it was something that I wasn't that exciting about. Brand shaking his head. He's probably thinking bullshit. the BS. I'm calling you know, bullshit. And maybe, so but much. I would so much rather somebody <laughs> deliver something with a lot they they go yeah. all in yes. versus just doing it halfway and there wasn't the you couldn't tell there was a, an ounce of passion so i think this i think it is possible and this is what i wrote down i think it's possible to be inspired by someone's passion thank for you. something thank okay? you so i can i can watch somebody be incredibly passionate about something that i could give two shits about mm -hmm. but at the same time i can sit there and go gosh i wish i was that passionate about something so yeah. it makes me honestly have a conversation with myself, myself of sure. of Maybe what am I missing out? Is there anything in my life that I would have that level of passion for? Yeah. So it allows me to do some self-discovery and figure out maybe if I'm missing something that I should be focusing on. And I think that that's probably that, that might be the biggest benefit of the whole thing is is making people sort of take a deeper dive and go, there's got to be more than I'm, yeah. I'm living right now. And if I haven't found that thing that that I'm incredibly passionate about that I would tell everybody about. I'm missing out on, on potentially the most impactful part of my life. Right. Yeah. And so I would assume John, that you've not just been able through, through finding your passion, but you've been able to share that passion. And now you've got connections and friendships and relationships and all these things that have blossomed from your willingness to share, even with people who might not 
value the specific passion that you are sharing. Absolutely. I mean, I, I look at, um, uh, you know, from, from a company perspective and even from, you know, uh, chart and in wine and, um, being able to go out and, and take customers out to dinner, having customers over to our house, having, um, employees over to our house and, and kind of sharing around our, our passion for, um, our love of, of food and wine and, and hospitality. Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's good for, for people to understand where you're coming from. Do I expect everybody to have that same, um, passion as I do? I don't. I mean, uh, I will tell you guys that, you know, from a chart perspective, when I go in and, and, uh, and talk to potential customers, if I know that they're not involved with chart, I will, after we're done talking about what we need to talk about from our perspective, I will say to them, Hey, I, I you know, I, sometimes I say I, I have another job and, and I want to tell you a little bit about this organization and how it can impact your training department and the development of your people and ultimately, um, the programs that they're able to put out and just getting a chance to walk them through that and, and, and getting them to understand the value of you're relying on these people to develop your people out in the field, but what are you doing to develop them and what resources are you giving them to really allow them to, 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 to develop things that are going to take you to the next level. Yeah. And you know what? It, it, after hearing all that stuff, maybe it's still not their thing. They're not going to get involved or they've got some other company or they think they can do it on their own or whatever the case, but that's not going to stop you from you still being passionate. You know, you still want to be able to bring that. And this just happened to me, you know, literally this weekend. And as a speaker, I would say it's probably a couple times a year, usually when it's with a single company where the audience, you know, it's, it's practically mandatory. It's different when it's an association, but you've got a company, they're all captured there. There's always, in my mind, a, a portion of the audience that they're just not interested. I'm not their cup of tea. They were told they had to be there. They could be working on something else. I, I, I see these people. Do, do I want to cater to them? Do I want to convert them totally? But no matter what happens, I've got to put them in the back of my mind and go, that's not going to stop me from being passionate. I still have to bring the thunder. I still have to deliver. Am I only going to hit maybe 60% versus you know 100%? maybe perhaps, but I'm still going to go and give it my absolute best. And who knows, maybe to your point that you were talking about before, you might impact and influence them for some self-discovery, or I got to get to the point that I don't think, geez, they're not liking me at all. Some people, they just need to process it and it's going to hit them like a ton of bricks later on, you know, so, a couple of days down the road. What is it like for people not to like you? <laughs> all right. It's an intervention. I understand. Did you talk to John before we got on the phone? I've not experienced that. I'm Stuart Smalley, brother. I got to look in the mirror. People like me, and I'm smart enough. 60, you're like 60%. I'm going 60%. I jump off the stage. Here's a a little inside baseball for you. Everything Brant does is pretty life changing. My stuff is pretty practical and tactical, and I'm okay with that. We all know our role to play. Everybody has a part to play in the band. Well, Brant, I can tell you that Jim spoke at our client conference, and the results were. Um, phenomenal. So, um, Boom, thank he, you. He got the, the, the best scores out of 
out of anybody, including me. So I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Can you say that again? <laughs> There's a pep in his step right now. Like if you could see him right now, my hair is standing That's right. His hair just grew an extra that, three inches. That's why we're not inviting him back. <laughs> exactly. We're done. They're like, Oof. hey, thanks for saying that though. I actually had a lot of fun with you guys and. Uh, you know, like I said, I think the the work that you guys do is is phenomenal, and and it's not just because of the product. It definitely is that. Even the services, the things that you guys do, the physical things, it's not enough. The people that you've employed, and you and your wife have just got, you, you really are heart centered leaders, and I think that's made a huge difference. And it it fits perfectly with uh, with the stuff that you're talking about. And you should keep being passionate. Don't listen to Brant. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. It's skewed very quickly. Well, listen, John, I'm sure that there are going to be many, many of our thought rockers that want to stay in touch with you. What's the best way for them to stay in touch? Is it social media, is it website? You let us know how what's best to reach you. So um, the best way is uh, www.discoverlink.com. Um, you can learn a lot more about uh, our organization um, and even even hear from our customers. We're a big proponent of our customers are our best voice. They understand and can can convey what we do the best. Uh, But that is the best place to to learn more about us. And if they want to reach out, they can reach out through the site and we'll definitely get in touch and, and try to support them. That's fantastic. Well, brother, we uh, we love you, and uh, we we can't thank you enough for just spending a little bit of time with us. And uh, we look forward to seeing you down the road. I know you're going to see Brant. Brant is uh, keynoting at Chart, and uh, so you guys will be hanging out pretty soon. I have uh, a, very excited a medium high bar set by Mr. Knight that I'm looking to <laughs> jump over It'll uh, be in this conference. It's going to sure. be life changing. It'll be That's fantastic. Right. And we'll be trying to look at the percentage that is actually um, excited. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Let's look let's for the sixty percent. Sixty percent is our I'm, goal. I'm shooting for sixty one. It's <laughs> hilarious. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, John. All righty. Rock Take on. care, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on!